are the gentlemen advancing the melody. Welcome to another edition of the Game Recognized Game Podcast with RLJ and Kev. I'm KEV, that's RLJ, and we are the gentlemen advancing the melanin evolution, where evolution is revolution. Brother J, we back again, man. Yes, sir, man. Yes, sir. How we, how we, how we doing? The weather, the weather ain't where I needed to be just yet, but you know what? I'm not going to complain because, you know, if you get four 55 degree days in April and then an 80 degree day in April and then a 40 degree day in April, like back to back. I don't think that's ideal either. So I would much rather just, uh, you know, let nature run its course, but you know, April is April, man. Yeah. It's, that's what someone else said. They was like, this is spring. It's, it's, you know, uh, winter is slowly disappearing but it may not leave all of a sudden. Um, where I was this past weekend, there was snow. There was rain. Mm. There was a wintry mix. Were well, you in Virginia? <laughs> I was in West <laughs> Virginia. On the oh, West, you was in West Virginia? The western side. In the the western, side western West side. Um, and it was cold as shit where I was. <laughs> Just like, what? what is what is happening? Um, so you were in the part of West Virginia that's, probably classified as part of the Midwest, like the South Midwest. It, it just what it felt like. Yeah. It's what it felt like. I, I felt a few uh, Chicago winds come mm. through where I was. I was like, this is, this is insane. And my allergies don't really know what to do. Like my sinuses, like, they don't really know how to handle this. So like one day I'm like, ah, got my allergy medicine and I'm good. And then a couple of days later, it's like, is this a cold? Hey man, I know you got a, I know you got a half a decade left till you hit forty, but you probably want to consider getting you some regimens about about right now, man. You know, you sound, you sound, you sound like a dude that definitely needs some regimens, yeah, in your life as it pertains to your allergies. Well, so I'm, I'm, I was in denial about my allergies for like ten years. That's a long time to be suffering. My ex wife, my ex wife was like, "It's just allergies. It's allergies. It's allergies. You need to just take Zyrtec." Or at the time it was Allegra or whatever. And mm-hmm. I was like, nah, it ain't allergies. You know, I'm, I might be sick, but I'll get over it. And then, you know, I had a, a tick, <laughs> like a throat. You know how people had a throat tick? Mm-hmm. All wet. Yeah, one of those. Yeah. And so she was like, it's allergies. And I was in denial, man, for like 10, 15 years, man, suffering. Now it's, now it's Zyrtec and Flonase daily. And then if it really hit, I got pre- I take a preemptive strike. And I, I I get hocked up on my Benadryl and my Vicks. <laughs> got my humidifier ready. See, when you hit 40, man, that's what you got to do. So you you sound like you're coming around well, the mountain, man. Got, you might need some regimen. I got bro. essential oil diffusers in my office, in my bedroom, in my bathroom, in the living room. Um, added some new uh, plants to the office to help uh, out very with Very nice. The, very nice. You know, with the filtering of the air and all that good stuff. Um Increasing my water intake so when the sinuses are draining, the water can help them drain faster. And so, you know, I typically gauge it on the how the seasons transition and then also the calendar. But when the temperature keeps going back and back and forth, up and down, and 
It's, it's pneumonia weather, man. The OGs call that pneumonia absolutely. weather. Absolutely. Why you out here with your chest out? It's pneumonia weather. Yeah, you're going to be sick tomorrow and you be like, <laughs> yeah. show, show us shit stink. I'm sick of shit. <laughs> hey, why you don't have no head on your head? It's pneumonia weather. Put, that, <laughs> put a head on your head. Put a coat on that baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, but I, I'm just saying, man, it, it was some it was some rhyme and reason behind those comments by the elders, man. Like I get like I really do get it now. I understand it. Like I don't I don't go to bed. I don't go to bed without at least a t-shirt on, man. Cause <laughs> my chest, my chest and my pores can't take it. <laughs> so, old old nigga shit, man. <laughs> for real. It's okay. Yo, I was thinking about getting one of them joints for uh, I don't know if they work, man. What's the joints that you uh you hook up to your nose? It's like a, it cleans out your nasal passages with water. Neti pot. You seen a huh? What's the name of it? Like a neti pot. Yeah, but nice. But it they, they got another name for it. But I saw a commercial. I saw a commercial the other day, man. And it's it's this contraption that you hook up to your nose. It's got water in it, and you hit a button, and it goes in your navel, your navel cavities, and oh, everything. Your like nasal, the, your, yeah. your nasal cavities, and, so and I, it flushes everything out. I, I have the the neti rinse where you squeeze. Yeah, but they do yeah. have one that does it automatically. I don't. I think that like the be... whole thing, though, man. It almost looked like you, uh, like you, you, you. It's like water draino for your nose and your, yeah. your nasal passage. The automatic one looks a little intrusive, so I'm just like, mm, I'll, I'll stick to the manual one. Yeah, man. I, yeah, I do that might... like at least twice a week. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, the automatic. One of my friends said they got one that does it for you. I'm like, yeah, it's a little intrusive. I'm good. I can squeeze the bottle. I'm, I'm all right. Mm-mm. Oh man, I'm, I'm gonna start getting one of the joints they use for babies, man. My son used to hate them joints. <laughs> Get all the snot out, boy. My sister and my son hated them joints, man. <laughs> it's not a pleasurable feeling. Nah, man. I used to take pride in, in being able to hold them down with like one leg <laughs> and an arm and still use it to get all the snot out or whatever. Yeah, but I, I guess you need that as an adult too, because, you know, allergies and, and, and stuff happen. It won't yeah. stop. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm and sorry then, that you and then having problems. I think it's like plus the pollution. Yeah. That um, and just different things, just just mixing. And then your and then body people, your body is changing. And so your body, yeah. Well, your body's changing, man. You're just not admitting it, though. Yeah. That's the thing, brother. Yeah, I'm, You're oh, not I'm aware. It. I'm aware. You you push me over the hill, but you you but for some reason you think you holding on. Hey, brother, I'm in the middle of that thing. That's all right. We'll see. We'll see this July. We'll see this July when 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 you make your annual trip around the sun, man. I'm I want to see I want to see how young you really think you are. Mm. I'm still trying to figure out what that's gonna look like. Like what am I yeah. what am I gonna do this year? Yeah, haven't quite figured just, that out. I'm just saying, man. But you know, I'm the old, I'm the old head for some kind of way. Some, some way, some way, I'm the old head, and yeah. I, and I take, I, I take offense in, in because you gr- had the same, you had the same ailments that I have. In the Greek, but I'm the old head. Yeah, in the Greek, then we will call you a zeophyte. Yeah, <laughs> zeophyte. <laughs> What's this? Neophyte, profite, and zeophyte. Zeophyte. Yeah. Yeah. Hold. Wait. No. It's uh neophyte, profite. Geophyte, and then I think zeophyte. Zeophyte, that's for the old niggas. That's the, that's the chiefdom. <laughs> <laughs> that's the chiefdom. <laughs> all week, man. The elders have spoken. Yo, well, I mean, you know, between the weather and the allergies, man, we got a we got a a queen mm. on the Supreme Court, man. It was beautiful. Associate Justice Kentanji Brown Jackson, the first 
black woman. Mm-hmm. And public defender, right? She was also the, she's also the first public defender to sit on that bench. Yo, um, I Uncle Joe, Uncle Joe delivered on one campaign promise. <laughs> Check. We got we, we got we got forty five more to go. Forty five. Forty five. I see what you did there. <laughs> I, I I'm excited for um, Sister Kentanji. Um, Yo, but real, but real rap, bro. Why, why, why did it have to be? What was it? She was approved by Senate fifty three forty seven. It was too damn close. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, cause I think, um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, she was approved like ninety something, like ninety seven to three. Yeah, it was when too, she was confirmed. It was too damn close. Not, not, and I, the, the part that got me right was when the, the individuals that were voting against her praised her. Praised her for all of the points that should have confirmed her. And then they said, but I won't be able to support the nomination. And what's the, uh, what's the, the guy from, I think he's North Carolina. That said. Oh, uh, you talking about, uh, you talking about uh, Graham. Yeah. That said, and this is my first time ever voting no for any Senate nominee. And I'm just like. And you're proud of that. But then it said, you confirmed what everyone else was speculating. This is the first time a black woman was nominated, correct? And and this is your first time voting in the negative. Oh, okay. <laughs> like we, oh, and that's just a coincidence. Well, okay. Thank you so much. And, and, and it's, it's, it, I, I was very quiet throughout this whole entire process. And I was just listening to, to, to the words that people that I know were saying and I was reading the post and the opinions of individuals and I'm like it's very interesting and not to keep going back to the Ukraine situation mm-hmm. but I'm just like yo it's really interesting the things that you decide you want to publicly proclaim to stand in support of um, and then the things that you publicly um, stand against it, it on the surface there's clear distinction between the things you're for and against so i'm 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 intrigued by these individuals um but i'm also keeping receipts I'm keeping keeping receipts because i know there's going to come a time where something's going to going to need proof of verification you know and i'm I I just want to be the person that can provide that. Yeah, man. I uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's, it's just it's, we are we are in uh, a different time politically right now, and this is very very strange because you know a Supreme Court justice uh, historically should not be like a partisan decision. Facts. You know what I'm saying, but I, you know, and, and I, I, I'm not going, I'm not going to uh, dwell too much on it. But I will say the last two uh, justices that were appointed by 45, it was close votes in their confirmations as well. One, one dude had some egregious stuff in his record, of course. Um, Kavanaugh. And none, then, of, none of the ones that were nominated by the 45th administration were qualified. Let yeah. me be clear. 
right? And so, okay, so they were Justice Justice Jack Justice Brown Jackson is probably the most qualified on the bench today. Combined, yeah, all of her experience and accolades at her age, right, span more than the individuals who who are older than her. It, but we. We already know the game that that is being played and the systems that in, are in place to prevent uh, anyone who isn't white from achieving what is considered the American dream, right? And so, like Tina Marie has a song that says, "We've been here before." Like this, this is nothing new, and it's sad that we have this expectation and that we 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 expect to be to have so many roadblocks and barriers put in front of us so we can even achieve what they're saying anyone can achieve and, and, and do and, and, and become in the land of America. Hey man, born and raised in Washington, DC. I was born in Washington, DC, raised in Miami, but she's legit qualified. More so than the other people sitting on the bench yeah so i'm i'm happy i'm happy to see it i'm happy for um all of all of our children in the village and amongst the various tribes to be able to witness it um and my hope is she won't be the last sister on the bench and this is the first time that the supreme court will not um that that white men are now considered the minority on the supreme court bench there's more women. Mm-hmm. There's more representation of different ethnicities and and yep. um, and race, and um, I like it. I do, man. I do. I it took I, us I guess too long um, to get here, though. Yeah, but you know, I was I was gonna make a comment that it took us too long, but I just think um, equity and inclusion. Um. And justice, it's a slow, painful process, man. Yeah, Kev. Like it's never. It ain't got to be this damn slow. I know, man. I know, (laughs) but I'm just, I'm just like, I'm just thinking, um, you know, the same conversations that are going on now was happening in in the '60s. You know, a good, uh, what? 30 years before we were born. Yep. And now we are now we are are, are uh grown men now. I can I consider myself middle age. You you still holding on. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, we 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 both we both are closer to uh our AARP cards. I already got mine. <laughs> and I use it faithfully for discounts. Don't play with Stop it. it. Stop it. You can join <laughs> it. You can join it like 33. Man, I, I I remember because you said, "Yo, man, get your AAP t- card hey. to get a to get the discount on the plane tickets." Listen, was that what it was for? That bro, listen, <laughs> I rented a car when we went to. I'm trying to think of where we flew to, and AARP came through. You hear me? Came through. Took sixty five percent off of the retail. But that's beside the point. Um, it is taking it's taking us too long to get here, bro. And like our generation, we've seen the first black president. We've seen the first black white, um, first black 
vice president. And then we're seeing the first black Supreme Court justice who is a woman. Clarence Thomas is on the bench, but we, we're we not going to use our time yeah, to man. talk about Clarence Thomas. Yeah, man. Or his wife. Or his wife. We're not going to do it. Yeah. Um. Yo, man, Le- LeBron James, he 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 losing he losing out on the goat debate, man. The Lakers are not in the playoffs. With all of the talent, it happens. It happens. It happens, man. But you know, you know, it's haters out there, man. You know, it's haters out there. They love to see LeBron suffer. Poor fella. Poor guy. Poor fella. Poor guy. Man. <laughs> poor, poor guy. He still but got the, more. The, still got more money than me, so I don't. I don't. Yeah, the play the playoffs are, are gonna be coming to a head uh here soon in the NBA National Basketball Association. Uh Tiger Woods made his return to the Masters. Mm, yep. Um I'm happy to see that just because man, he got a terrible accident, man. Tiger Tiger could be an angel right now, bro. He was almost one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we got angels in the outfield and then we was gonna have <laughs> never mind. Angels on the back nine. That's the name of the movie. (laughs) Angels on the back nine. (laughs) Oh, man. That was inappropriate. I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah, it happens. It happens. But I'm I'm glad to see see that brother return, man. I I enjoy seeing him uh, compete with his son. You know, his son is a golfer, Charlie. Mm -hmm. And Charlie kind of (laughs) nice. So so I'm I'm happy. I'm happy for Tiger to see that, man, because, you know, Tiger, Tiger claimed us every now and then when it was convenient, but I claim, I still claim Tiger, man, because that means black people we excel in all sports, all sports. You, you give us, you give us time and you give us time and opportunity and resources, we gonna bust that ass. I'm, so, I'm remaining quiet on that. I understand, I understand, but I, I'm a, I'm a claim, I'm a claim Tiger, man. Yeah, I ain't gonna trade him in the in the race draft. He's 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 Cablasian. I think that's what was described in the book. Yeah. Caucasian, black, and Asian. Yeah, man. Tiger, Tiger, dock it in me, man. I'm gonna go claim him. I'm gonna go claim him, man. Well, he can go to your cacao. Yeah, he can. Yeah, Tiger, welcome. He got brain. He got a brain stuff though. He got to bring the the bar. <laughs> he got to bring the bar. Yeah. Tiger can bring the alcohol. <laughs> tell, tell him for <laughs> some on that cash app. Don't bring nothing. <laughs> You say don't bring. He can bring the liquor. Shit. Tiger, they Tiger be, party. They got to be there before people show up. So cash. Do you know? So you can get it. Do you know why Tiger got in trouble in the first place? He was he was turned up. He was lit in these streets, man. Well, the real reason. Nope. We not even gonna highlight that on this show. <laughs> what else we talking about? Man? This is a positive. This is a positive show, man. This is a positive well, show. Positive not, energy. Not gonna bring in what I'm really. Really <laughs> I knew it was coming though. But wait, hold on. Coming. So while we're on that, yeah. Did you did you see on social media where there was a young brother who was stabbed to death by his girlfriend? Uh yeah, the but it was like an OnlyFans model. Yes. The, yeah. Uh-huh. And so the context behind it was he was bashing black women mm. on social media. Mm-hmm. And you know He got stabbed by if she was white though, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. And, uh-huh. You know, one thing Black Twitter gonna do they gonna they gonna come with receipts. Oh man! And that karma came around, man. That's what the theme was, and I was like, man, oh yeah, because you don't want to see a brother lose his life, man. And then one said, "It's funny, how, it's funny how fast karma works," and I was like, mm. "Whoa!" Too soon. So as too I'm soon. reading 
Um, they did not arrest the girlfriend. They did? They did not arrest her. She wasn't taken away in handcuffs. And I believe initially she wasn't being investigated. Mm. And she stabbed the brother to death? Yes. Um, mm. And so as I was reading it... I, was she fine? Is that a trick question for me? <laughs> What what uh, did did you see what did you see if she was attractive? Let's just say was she was she attractive? That's another trick question, Kevin. Ah, oh, damn. <laughs> so, what I will say is because if she was ugly, that would be that would be tragic. That's that's relative term. Thing. Oh shit. Okay. See, see what it's doing. See what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, trying, you know, I ain't hip, man. But I, I I heard about it, but I didn't know the context. Of it. Yeah, I knew it, I knew she had an OnlyFans page. Yeah, and right after the death um <laughs> went on only, only fans mm, made it, some money it, so it was really it was interesting to read the commentary and you know as a mental health professional i'm just like ah that's mm, it's too soon mm-hmm. but then you know the inter the inner negatum came out of me like why would you do that like and then somebody was like, well, you got what you asked for. And I was like, wow. Like some of the comments, they was, I ain't gonna lie. I chuckled. I was like, people, people are heartless. Of course. Entertaining. But I'm just like, at the end of the day, a life is still a life that was lost. And so. Um, mm. yeah, you don't want to see a brother lose his life um, like that. Unfortunate. It's unfortunate um, series of events. But, but the the bashing of black women was really disheartening as well. Mm. Like. But he got killed. By what, by, he, what he wanted. By his preference. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I remember, I remember mm-hmm. by, mm-hmm. like an example, my grandmother would say something. <laughs> and I remember somebody in the community stopped past, you know, black folks, we used to sit on the porch. And so they would come by and sit on the porch and have a conversation. And, and I'm I'm trying to remember the story exactly. But anyways, this woman was chasing a man, broke up a happy home. And then when she got him, you know, he was abusive, wasn't what all she wanted. And my grandmother said, well, you know, you had to have him. And I thought that was the coldest <laughs> line ever. You had to have him. But, but, I don't, but, 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 to, but to her defense, though, man, like, like elders talk real slick, man. Right. <laughs> they talk real slick when they when they write about something. But w- when you really think about it, it's like you <laughs> you you had to have it. Like you yeah, went you yeah. went through all this extra work and broke up a happy home, right? And and now when you got him, now you crying because you got well you had to have it. <laughs> like I just sat there like, wow. And, and that has, that that's. Anytime something like this happens, I'm like, well, well, you had to have her. Like, so when I when I was reading the story, I was like, ah, that's you mm-hmm. really good. Hey, you asked for it. Yeah, you had to have her. So <laughs> oh, unfortunately, we don't condone violence. We don't condone violence. We don't condone violence. However, in this case, eh, however, Colin, I don't know, man. It, no, I just thought that was it was it was just interesting. Um especially that she wasn't taken away in handcuffs, wasn't initially investigated. I stopped following the story um, because reading the comments from black Twitter, like bunny hole an hour later, I was still like, damn, people are really going all the way in. Like 
imagine <laughs> somebody was like, imagine asking for a pet tiger for Christmas. You get it and it mauls you. And I'm, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm just like, yep, this is it. I, them, oh, them man. Oh, yo, it, I mean, it, it, speaking of happy homes and black Twitter, man, how, how have you recovered since the slap? Heard across the world, so seen across the world has occurred. How, how you feel it, man? You have you are you over it? Did you get I, it all? I was actually see? over it the night that it happened. Yeah. Um, and then because there was a lot that took place there, right? So, I, yeah, I'm over it. I'm completely over it. I was over the follow up. I was over the additional conversations. I was over the red table. I didn't. I once the fight, not the fight, the slap took place. Like. I didn't really subscribe to anything else that took place. Now, what I will say is that there were some creative marketing on different uh, platforms for different events. Um, you know, Black Pastors was having a field day with it. Oh, um, man, you know, that was that was an everybody's sermon uh, <laughs> over the weekend. Right, like... Comedians <laughs> <laughs> having a field day. It, it, it's a lot, right? But I just... I, ultimately what I'm, what I saw was trauma. Um, and you know, from the mental health space, recognizing that everyone involved, there was, there was trauma for everyone that was involved in the direct situation. But now the indirect situation, like seeing this take place and then there are no like instant consequences. Like the individual who did the assault is not being removed. Um, you still get to accept an award, like understanding the, the the beneath the surface context of the joke, but also now learning that there was history with Chris Rock and Jada in terms of jokes and blah, blah, blah. But like also recognizing that there were writers that was writing a lot of the material that the hosts were using. And so there's just so many levels. And then at the end of the day, like, I still got to pay my bills, so <laughs> ain't that serious? Yeah, man. It's Be not- like people's coming at people's coming at me. Well, she had alopecia. She got alopecia, and everybody knew. I said I didn't know that she had that she suffered from alopecia. I never, I never knew. I don't follow her like that. But it's just, it's just funny how people think like if something's popping on on, on Black Twitter, like everybody's supposed to know about it. Yeah. yeah. But I, you know, I'm I'm not I'm just, I'm not that tapped in to that level to, to invest time to really care. Yeah. And I've, I've, uh, I think it was, I'm trying to think somebody said, what would have happened had he just walked on stage, took the mic and said, keep my wife's name out of your mouth and then sat back down and enjoyed the rest of the show. I think that would have went over. It would have went over a lot better than what happened. Yeah. Right. And so I was like, well, there's, there could, there's, there were several <laughs> things that could have gone differently, but I said, and we're not going to go down that bunny hole. What I will say at the end of the day, it happened. This is what we saw. Now it's up to us to decide how we move forward with this. Right. And then we've heard about the consequences and the repercussions. Okay. I like, Hey man. And the thing pay. is like, damn, did he, did he think about the bag that he like, did he think about the, the real, real repercussions? See when it happened that night, brother Jay, the first thing I thought about was like, uh, this is gonna, um, this is gonna cost him some bread yeah in terms of like future projects future earnings current projects current Current projects current earnings but and i'm just like 
Ah, did he, did he, did he, do you think, do you think that ever crossed his mind? I don't think so. Right. And I think trauma, I think the the trauma and he was operating out of trauma and trauma sometimes paralyzes our, our logical mind, if you will. And so in that, in that space, you're just reacting to the trauma, right? Reacting is something that happens automatically. Respond is what we need to shift to because respond is where I start to give attention to it and I start to consider the outcome. Right. Mm-hmm. And so what he did was a reaction. He he reacted to what was said, what was heard, and then also what was seen when he saw his wife was upset. But then once again, and and I and I said this earlier, um, we only saw a limited perspective of what happened. We don't know if there was additional context, we don't know if they had a conversation once before. We don't know if there was an argument and he, we don't know if he was slapping Chris rock for the joke or he just slapped the first person that. I think Chris rock was the first person that gave him the platform to slap somebody. I don't think the slap was for Chris rock. It was for August. It was for, yeah, it was probably for her. Like, Mm -hmm. and you know, we read the book and he talked about how, um, when his father, uh, mistreated his mother and he didn't do anything about it. Right. So the slap was probably for him and, and the personas. Remember the personas in the book? Yeah. Uh, Mr. Fluffy was like the congenial get along dude. Mm-hmm. And then the general was the dude that uh, put it, put his girlfriend stuff on the lawn and set it on fire. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, well, I mean, we just kind of said it. If, if you haven't checked out our uh, bourbon and books uh, episode um, discussing the book, will um, that's, available on all streaming services currently. So go check it out if you haven't. But we knew that Will had a lot of stuff he was <laughs> he was kind of dealing with mm-hmm. from the book. Cause I, you know, I was like, damn, this dude just do a lot, man. He like Mr. Do too much. Uh, yeah. And that's and that's been the trend. Even even I mean, there there's been there's been notes where people who have worked with him on movie sets or like TV shows that would say like, sometimes he would be a lot. Um, yeah, I just, it's the whole thing could have gone completely different. It, 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 hell, it could have actually been worse if Chris would have responded in a yeah, way. If he would have responded, it, 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 the, the whole award show would have been uh, cut, cut short. And I, and I was, I was really feeling for uh, Will Packard because he was directing and producing, you know, the first time a black man has directed or produced at the event as well as the, the musical creator. Right. So mm-hmm. the brother, I can't remember his name, but he's from Baltimore. That band was lit though. Yeah. That band was lit. Brothers from Baltimore. And he was responsible for like the curation of music for the experience. And so there was a lot that happened. There was a lot of things that we could say. We, this is how we would respond. Um, but ultimately, I said, you know what? Rent's still doing the first. <laughs> hey, <laughs> like, that's real, man. Uh, utilities, like, all this, nothing is going, none of this is impacting, you know, my investment or my input. So I'm just like, mm, it happened. I'm tired of hearing about it. I hope Will gets what he needs. Um, I saw where he checked himself into a mental hospital um, to mm. help him deal with the, um, you know, trauma surrounding the actual event. Oh yeah, because um, he gonna he uh, he uh, he made Chris Rock a meme forever. Oh, absolutely. Not a, and and himself, he's made himself a meme, and it's gonna be hard to like really get, you know, come back for this. But you know, 
sending love and light to everybody involved, but I am tired of seeing it. Man. <laughs> I am. Dude, my man walked up there like King Richard and slapped him and walked off like Jim West. He walked up there like Wild Joe West. Jackson. <laughs> he, was in, he was still in character. <laughs> He walked off like like Captain James T. West. <laughs> I'm like, yo, this dude is off the chain. Uh, in other news, though, man, you know, like a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world, but it all stems from, like, relationships, man. Relationships yeah. between people. You know, you got Will and Jada. Will and Jada was up there with uh, Beyonce and Jay-Z, man, and, Michelle and Barack. I don't. I would say that there people, was people, people had people had relationship with, goals. Like, yeah, I want that Will yeah. and Jada stuff. Yeah, yeah I mean, man. I was never. I don't. Those, I, but I don't know if people want that now. Though. I don't know. I but, don't know. But Kev, you remember when we had the conversation? Um, and you know, I've shared with my clients a lot of times that you want what you see, but what you see, like you don't, you don't want to go through what it took for them to get to the place where they are showing you what you are seeing. Nah, nah, man. Right. You want the, you want the on the stage glory, but you don't want the backstage dirt and glory and story. Right. Like you really, I, I want that Michelle and Obama. Well, what did it take for Michelle and Barack to get there? And a lot of individuals aren't, aren't willing and ready and wanting to do the work that it's going to take for them to get to the level in which or, or that we are putting these, you know, the pedestal in which we are putting individuals on. And so, I, yes, people were saying that Will and Jada are relationship goals. And I would raise an eyebrow, especially when I was seeing who was saying that, that I knew personally. But now I think people are trying to figure out, like, or not necessarily figure out, I think people are now seeing that, Maybe I should just create my own goals based on the relationship that I'm building with my partner instead of doing the compare and contrast because that that's going to kill you every time. Do you think, um, I see you, you, you brought forth a good question because we talk about Michelle and Barack and, uh, Jada and Will and, uh, Beyonce and Hove, right? as relationship goals in the black community, which, you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder in that regard, right? Well, I mean, you also got Claire and Cliff in that situation too. Yeah, but see, but this is the thing, though. This is the thing. So I, I said, because those are real people first. Yeah. And then you got you got Heathcliff and Claire, and you got Martin and Gina. Those are fictional characters, essentially, right? Fictional characters, real characters, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure there's some fiction and how Will, Jada, Hove, Beyonce, Michelle, Barack are presenting themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we, we on Black Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. We, we just observers on Black Twitter, man. We don't know what's going on in the household. But people would identify, you know, oh, well, Beyonce and Jay-Z, they're soulmates. Or Barack and Michelle, they're soulmates. Or Will and Jada, they was, they're, they're soulmates. And they're going through all this stuff because they were just made for each other do you do you believe in soulmates brother jay is the question do you believe in soulmates man can can one be a soulmate i would say do i believe that there is a partner on the spiritual or soul level for each person on earth yes 
I think my definition or concept is different than what is seen like in pop culture mm-hmm. and social media. I don't necessarily believe that a soulmate has to be l- limited to intimate um, romantic relationships. I also don't believe that every person has one soulmate and that's it. I believe that um, individuals can have a mate on the level or um, within the depths of their soul where they connect with another human being. And I don't always think that you have to get married to your soulmate. Sometimes your soulmate would be your friend. Sometimes the soulmate is the person that you, you randomly sit beside in church one Sunday. Sometimes the soulmate is the person that you meet um, at work or through an affiliation, through an organization, in class, whatever, grocery store, Target, wherever you meet this individual because it's already destined for your paths to collide. Mm -hmm. I think... I think the Hallmark movie channel is creating dysfunction in terms of relationships because people are wanting what they see on movies. Right. We well, I ain't gonna let you, I ain't gonna let you put all of it on Hallmark. Maybe some of it on Hallmark. I, I would say you probably add Tyler Perry movies to that too. Tyler Perry. Just saying. Got it. Right. Yeah. But Hallmark movie channel as an example, um, mm-hmm. you know, this feel good stuff and all right, cool. I remember having a conversation with someone. It was like, yeah, I thought he was my soulmate, but that didn't work out. I was like, well, tell me more. She was like, well, you know, I thought he was my soulmate, but like we argued and, um, you know, it was more work than pleasure. And I said, well, just because someone is your soulmate doesn't mean that everything's going to come easy. Soulmate don't mean the perfect being. Yeah. And, and, that's where I think people are getting this whole concept misconstrued. It's like you, you can be soulmates with someone, but you still have to put in the work for a relationship. Like that requires work. Two people can, how can they go along if they first don't agree? Right. That's in the Bible. So it's like, we can't go the same way unless we agree that this is the way that we are going to go. And so I chuckle when we when when people bring up soulmates and blah blah blah. And there's another concept called twin flame, right? The twin flame is when you ad- when, when you identify with someone over like a shared trauma mm-hmm. or shared pain. Um, and the soul the soul is split like the soul is split into two. Yeah, and yeah. Or two two people share one soul. And it's typically united through like a, a painstaking or a traumatic experience. Right. And so it's like, ah, that's just trauma sharing. And I, I don't know, bro. I learned, I learned this brother, Jay. I learned this not too long ago. That's called a trauma bond. Yeah. A trauma bond. Because once you take that away, there's nothing else that you have in common because you are utilizing the trauma as the glue and not thinking that 
there's there needs to be more, right? There, there doesn't need to be a reinforcement. Once we have this bond, like we don't have to do any other work. Like I don't really need to ask you what your favorite things are because we're 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 soulmates. And I, I also don't believe that. Um, I think I said it a couple minutes ago, but just because you meet your soulmate 2019 doesn't mean that um, you're going to be with this person forever. And sometimes you're not really supposed to be with this person. Sometimes how do how do we as a society get that confused though? <laughs> the same way we get other concepts within our relationships confused. When we want something, we ignore the things that we see or we try to manipulate them into the things that we want to see. Or we make excuses for the red flags that we see and it's like, yo, at some point it's not a red flag, it's a banner, but we still overlook it, right? <laughs> not a banner. <laughs> a red banner. <laughs> I remember I remember one of my frat brothers say, hey, um, he was like, yeah, man, I know she ain't no good for me, but, you know, she shorty bad. And I looked at him and I said, that's a very dangerous slope that you're, that you're on, good sir. Like, you already recognize that she's not good for you. And then you, we've had a conversation, he gave specific examples. But because she was physically attractive and it was pleasing to the eye, he was willing to disregard everything that she was and and imagine what she wasn't to fit what he wanted. Yeah, uh, Bradley Onishi. Mm-hmm. Bradley Onishi, he's an associate professor of religion at Skidmore College. He says uh, he made a he has a he's made a statement a comment about what you just said. The soulmate myth promises that miss amidst the dizzying and often confusing landscape of dating apps, there is one match out there that will make sense of it all. But when to your point, when you talk about oh well, this person had a certain kind of look, and then everything else that's what I that's what I was looking for that look. But yeah. then everything else would just fall into play. Yeah. That's kind of how dating apps are built these days. Yeah. You got the picture first. And if the picture do something to you, give you some tingling, wherever yeah. that may be, <laughs> you swipe one way or another based on the look initially. And you force, we oftentimes, we force things to look like what we want it to look like. Instead of accepting what is being presented. I remember having a few conversations where it was a group of us and someone was describing some things. I said, well, why would you even ask that question? Well, you know, blah, blah, blah. I was like, no, this person literally told you they were not interested in what you just asked them. Yeah, but, you know, I think it's similar to like, yeah, I don't eat potato salad. Oh, well, you ain't had my mama's potato salad or you ain't. No, I I, I don't mm-hmm. eat potato salad. And so now when you fix. When we use Dukes, we use, we when we use Dukes, we use Miracle Whip. Yeah, you got to try it with this. You got to try it with this. And so when you give it. It's to more me, mustard than mayonnaise. When you serve it to me and I don't eat it, now you're upset. There's disappointment and there's uh, missed expectations, false expectations, right? But yeah. it's like, no, I told your ass from the jump that this I don't eat this. I don't like it. I don't want it. And so regardless of how you give it to me, it's not going to change the thing that I stated. And going back to like the app, oh, they bad. They are attractive. I can see my you see yourself getting married to them based off of a picture. Right. 
yeah, I can see myself like, oh, I can see our wedding now. And like, I hear individuals say shit like this. And I'm just like, what in the entire hell, like caused you to just go past the left or right swipe and already think about what your wedding photos are going to look like off of what you can see from a photo. And then (laughs) I was going to give an example, but I don't want to get flagged on the show. What I will say, here we go. (laughs) What I will say is I think it's a, this, I think everybody needs to go to therapy, bro. I really do because we we have a dysfunctional concept of love and relationships. And instead of us getting rid of what we have, we just keep adding shit onto it. And now we don't really know what is what. Oh, this kind of feels like a relationship. Oh, this kind of feels like love. Let's just go with that. And it's like, why don't you like tabula rasa, start over from the beginning. (laughs) Create your own framework. Going back to, you know, oh, you know, I want a marriage like my mom and like my dad. And it was like, well, how many times did your mom and dad want to split from each other? Do you really know? Right. Like, did you ask yourself why your mom and dad haven't slept in the same room in the last 28 years? Or, or, or you do understand that both your mom and your dad had previous relationships, marital relationships, right? And sometimes simultaneously. Yeah. While married. Is that what you really basing your, that's what you're basing your definition of love off of? Like what you, okay. And, and we get married to that idea and we become so rigid in our thinking that we're not even interested in new perspectives because it doesn't match up what my mom or what my dad shown me because of who they are to me. I hold what they shown me or what they said to me in high regard versus the stuff that I'm slowly learning and developing on my own based off of personal experience. And so now we have dysfunctional concepts or definitions of love and relationships or how we're supposed to handle it. Now we're going off. Oh, I believe God sent me to you or sent you to me because um, you can teach me about X, Y, and Z, or I've been hurt in the past and I know you won't do X, Y, and Z. It was like, I don't bring God into this. Yeah. Like, don't bring God in and mm-mm. don't put perfection on me. Cause I'm imperfect as hell. No, don't. <laughs> just, you know what I'm saying? Just, just, just say you trying to smash and, and just, and let's keep it at that. Like, don't try I'm trying to, manip- to learn my own life lessons, brother Jay. I can't teach nobody. Right? Don't manipulate the situation. <laughs> Don't manipulate the situation so you can get what you want. And then like, ah, if it works, we can go into a relationship. Like, no, at, initially, like, yo, trying to hit, boom. It is what it is. I, not really looking for a relationship. Oh, you know, I think it was fate that, you know, we 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 ended up in aisle eight and Target reaching for the same pack of Oreos. Was it really fate or was your ass no. just hungry? That goes back to your point, though. You know that it could have it could have been a soulmate for a particular season, a moment in time. It could have been a soulmate for while you were in aisle eight. Yeah, it does, and and I think I, I, I think individuals need to understand that a soulmate can be for seconds, minutes, hours, years, eternity, and a soulmate can be for to bring you pain and conflict, to teach you something, so to teach that you, you a lesson. Prepared. Absolutely. For, for the next level, right? So, because I would say straight up, man, I put it on me. You know, my ex-wife is 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 my soulmate, 
because we had a beautiful child in 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 the in the situation in the marital in the marital situation, but I also think my ex wife has uh, taught me a lot of valuable lessons on how I needed to how I needed to develop mm. as a uh, as a person to be vulnerable and and love and mm-hmm. patience, you know. Uh, I won't, I won't go deep into the, the fruits of the spirit, but you know, Thanks. love kind to be kind and, and to love unconditionally uh-huh. and to legit, uh, you know, be, be quick to listen and slow to speak and slow to anger. Like those kinds of things, man. I think like, yo, it was, it was, it was for a reason. And we produced a child out, the, out the deal. And I'm still learning from her to this day. Through, through our um, different cycles in our life, you know, being young, young, dumb, and in love, mm-hmm. and then being married and young adults, and then being parents, and then us having our own conflict, and then it's like, oh, now we gotta, now we gotta be divorcees, and now we gotta be co-parents, yep. and so it's still lessons in each of those pieces. So it, the 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 relationship that people consider to be like a soulmate kind of relationship doesn't exist anymore. But at the same time, I do consider her a soulmate because I've learned different lessons that I probably would not have learned if it wasn't for her mm-hmm. and our interactions with one another. Yeah. Man. But to that point, right? Like <laughs> once your son turns 18, like your level of interaction will probably Man, once my son turned 18, I ain't thinking about a soul mate. I'm getting on that soul plane, man. I'm celebrating. I'm celebrating. I can't wait for I can't wait for him to turn 18. I'm counting down the days, man. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be debt free, sucker free, child support free. And I'm a I won't be 50 yet, man. I'm gonna be in the best, best shape of my life, man. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be a joyous occasion. And then at that point, maybe I'll consider. Looking for a soulmate. Should you look for a soulmate, Brother Jay? You can look all you want to, but I think the issue is when you look personally, right? When you go out looking for something that is looking for you, well, that should be something that looks for you. When you go out and look for it, you're going to take whatever you think looks like what you want your soulmate to look like. Or maybe they drive what you want your soulmate to drive. They live in a house or they work in a uh, you know they have this career or this job that you want your soulmate to have they may go to the church that you want your soulmate to attend right Mm. they may shop at a certain store that you want your soulmate to buy you stuff from so when you go out looking for stuff you're looking at stuff through a dysfunctional filter so you mean to tell me that a sugar mama can't be my soulmate that's not what i said because that's what i'm looking for (laughs) Sugar mama. You're looking for a sugar mama, but that doesn't mean that the sugar mama you find will be your soulmate. Right. And I think we, we, we try to make what we have do a, um, check all of the boxes that we have. Like, Oh, I'm looking for a dime. That's top of the line. Cute face, thin ways with a big behind. Right. Oh, she must be my soulmate. Nigga. That sounds like trouble. (laughs) That sounds like trouble. Sounds like a migraine. A big button to smile. Yeah. Girl is poison. You got to right. be careful. She looked good. She's attractive, right? She's raising my blood pressure, but like you're, you're, 
is her mentality going to be strong enough to raise your child? Like, that's the questions that we got to start asking. Like, hmm. Instead of trying to force individuals that we're meeting into other aspects of our life, because that's what we, we think this is the person. I always tell you, right? Anything that comes to you with confusion is not meant for you. When God gives you anything, when he sends you anything, he's going to send it to you with clarity. So there's not going to be a question of, was it sent to me by God? Is this meant for me, right? You get a job opportunity and now you, you're trying to figure out like, am I supposed to take it? If it's not for you, it won't come with clarity. If there's confusion and questioning, chances are this isn't for you. And that goes off of people too. Like, was this person sent to teach me a lesson or like, why don't you just allow the experience to unfold itself and stop trying to control the narrative? Hello. Because a lot of times people are trying to write the narrative of their soulmate. Well, um, there's an article, uh, bbc.com, BBC website, um, that they released and, um, distributed, uh, Valentine's day this year, Mm -hmm. why people still believe in the soulmate myth and something that resonated in the article to me, brother Jay, um, they said that, uh, looking for a soulmate is really not a practical, it shouldn't be a practical expectation. They say, um, looking for a soulmate may uh, not be the best approach. Soulmate marriages are more fragile because feelings fluctuate. Having a less soulmate-based approach is linked to more stability. Um, Research into hundreds of relationships have shown uh, having expectation of finding a soulmate actually leads to dysfunctional patterns of behavior, Brother Jay, that you just described, and even makes you more likely to break up with your partner. This is because people who believe in soulmates tend to have what is known as a destiny mindset. Mm. meaning try, that there's to, somebody out there the for end. me they try to and write they, the end yep. and they go to this church and they go to this grocery store and they have this job and they have this look therefore they're my soulmate yep that's it that's ill man and they try to put their name into a sentence with happily ever after it's that de- it was destiny that 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 this 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 man or woman was brought to me it's destiny was it destiny or was it like you and it like forcing yourself into the spaces and places that they were already in so they can notice you it's heavy and and i asked someone i said what is what is your soulmate was she a former friend was describing what she thought her soulmate was or where they were um worked in this building, had a corner office, blah, blah, blah. So, well, what if your soulmate was actually the janitor that you were rude to on your way in the elevator because he stopped you and asked you, did you have access to get into this elevator? What if that was your soulmate to teach you that you need to treat all people with dignity and respect? What 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 would you do then if life sometimes plays plays itself out and you run into this person again and, this is your soulmate. How would you respond to that? You wanted the man that owned the building, but maybe your soulmate was the person that was one responsible for keeping the building going. Or better yet, better yet. You wanted, you wanted your soulmate who was already married. Hello. (laughs) That was your, that was your soulmate. They was already married. Hello. Is this thing on? (laughs) Caller, are you there? 
<laughs> I, I remember re- reading a meme that says like God's not gonna send you somebody else's husband. <laughs> I instantly thought of a few people. Don't it's like ah, it's horrible that I thought of them, but that that's real. Like just because it, it's something that you want or you're passionate about, that doesn't necessarily mean that you can force it into being your soulmate. And we and we we're trying to force cubes into a sphere you know that Mm -hmm. that that game that kids have so they can start to work on their motor skills and putting the cube we try to make things fit into the wrong spaces because this is what we want and so you got people out here getting married um spending thousands of dollars on individuals that they are calling their soulmates but then they come to find out they don't even like each other why do we do it why do we go through it? Is it is it like an expectation that I mean I, I guess I guess you know everybody likes a a, a fairy book story tale ending. That's yeah. I guess that's where we get it from. You know, like fate has fate has brought us together and our souls are intertwined, and therefore, because our souls are intertwined, we live happily ever after. But happily ever after is not gonna look the same for everybody. Mm-hmm. souls being intertwined, it's not going to look the same for everybody. Those fairy tale weddings, it's not going to look the same for everybody. I mean, Will Smith and Jada had a fairy tale wedding. Of which she didn't want. Yep. <laughs> Just, <laughs> you got you to the punchline. You got to the punchline before I did. <laughs> <laughs> or the slap line, right? I, <laughs> I, see, I see what you did there. But going, you know, just, I, I think it's, we, we keep trying to force things. I remember I, um, I ended a relationship because uh, I kept telling her, I was like, yo, just let things slowly become what they're supposed to become. Like, you trying to steamroll and fast forward and make, you're trying to make a tree grow overnight and you just put the seed in the ground. Like, that's that's not how that works, right? The The soil has to be uh, manicured and maintained and then you got to water it take care of it, provide enough light to it, shield it from other elements while it's in a certain when in seedling stage. Like there's things that you have to do in order for the tree to grow. You can't just say, oh, I want an evergreen, take the seed, put it in the ground and get mad on Tuesday because the evergreen isn't standing 30 feet tall. Now, to, to, to push back a little bit, do you think that people have that approach to believing they need to find a soulmate because of societal pressures of, you know, to be married by this age, children by this age, this is what you're supposed to do. Yes. Yes. If you subscribe to what other people dictate your life is supposed to look like. Yeah. Right. So I never really subscribed to that. I, I knew it was, it was a desire for me to go to college, but like, all right, we're going to figure it out. I go to college. A lot of individuals thought I was going to study this because I enjoyed doing this or, Oh, I thought you were going to do this. Oh, I wanted you to do this. Great. But you wouldn't fit to take these classes for me. Right. You wouldn't fit to take, you clearly wouldn't fit to pay this tuition bill. So like never really subscribed to that. So it was really hard for me to connect with anyone who did subscribe to what other people wanted for their life. Um, 
Because it just didn't work. Yeah. Like, one of my friends, she was like, yeah, I got about two more years. Um, and if this 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 thing, this relationship don't work that I'm in now, like, I just, I'm, I'm just going to give up on love. I'm just like, you're 33. <clears throat> you're 33. <laughs> You're 33. Like, you're going to give up on love at the age of 33. Well, I mean, hey, you know, I was like... But, hey, yo, man, I'm, ju- I'm just saying, like... You're 33. Thir- 33, you you ain't even scratching the... You know, you just scratching the tip of the iceberg. You probably yeah, really man. only had, what, one major relationship. And when I say major, like, one... A relationship that made you change the way you thought about relationships and also made you want to change how you responded or showed up in relationships. I'm not talking about that shit that y'all was doing on and off for three or four years that mm-hmm. looked cute on Instagram. I'm really talking about a relationship that made you be like, oh, shit. Mm, this person is making me look at myself differently so I can show up better for the relationship. This person, we're, we're having real-life uh, conversations, right? We're not thinking about what our wedding is going to look like. We're actually figuring some shit out so we can define what our marriage looks like. And see, I had to learn that by being married and not having the uh, adequate skills yeah. <laughs> in that marriage. You know what I'm saying? It was expensive too, wasn't it? Uh, well, I didn't have, I, I kind of lucked no, out, no. man. I, I mean, the lesson, the lesson was expensive. Oh, the le- oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's cheaper to keep her, but if you don't know to get her, if you don't, if you don't, if you don't know to, if you don't know to get her, get her and keep her, if that's the one you need to get and keep, then you, you out back, man. You can pay regardless. Sometimes you just need to buy a drink at the bar and walk away. I ain't gonna lie, man. There's a lot of stuff I probably could have done differently. <laughs> now that I look back That's on it, man. That's another show, Cam. That's another, another show for another, another, another day. Show. That's another show. Shit, that might be another season, bro. I, <laughs> 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 I, I, but I, but I understand. I understand. Like, I can understand why somebody's like, man. You know, at 33, I haven't figured this thing out yet then I'm going to give up on it because maybe they were really, really hurt. But I, I just, I'm just here from experience, man. You, you, you could, you could bounce back at 33 and have a good 10 year run and then you'd be hurt at 43. Well, and I think the issue or 53 <laughs> for some, for some odd reason. And for some people, they think that, you know, there's like, <laughs> when we say our wedding vows that the death do us part, like that means until one of us physically dies. And I said, mm, could be. But it could also mean till death do us part, meaning when, when we die in this relationship and it's over, the marriage is over. Mm-hmm. And so once again, I'm not telling people that it's wrong to get a divorce. I'm not telling people that, you know, it's get married and then, you know, hey, every seven years, divorce, right? I'm not, I'm not saying what you got to do. What I am saying is, a lot of individuals go in thinking like, oh, this this is it. Like, once I do this, like, we're in this forever. Forever doesn't always mean until eternity, though. Forever could mean until it ends. And when, like, everything has an expiration date. So I'm going to live out these vows while we are married forever, right? And once we decide that, oh... <laughs> this really ain't working or this ain't it. Like we've tried solutions, support, therapy, coaching, all this good stuff. All right, let's part our separate ways. But while we were in this thing, while we were in our forever, we maintained our vows. We were committed to each other. 
and it, it ran its course. And it's, but once again, who told you that once you get married, like, that's the end all be all. Well, I think that goes back to um, this concept of being in a lifetime monogamous relationship with this one individual. Yeah, that's nice. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, oh, well, this is it. <laughs> this is I it. Mean, I get that. The right? one I have forever. Never, never, never. I hear you, right? But I, then I also ask the question. And I, in my premarital sessions, I said, okay, cool. If you, person A, were to die unexpectedly, would you want person B to remarry? And then everyone just gets real, like, where did this death come from? Because it's, 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 it's part of life. It's a real ass question. Like, yeah, you get married in two weeks, say something happens to you and like you, you know you get called to another realm. Would you want person B to remarry? Then they was like, well, how long have we been married? No. <laughs> no. Like, whether you're young or whether you're old, the question still remains, would you want this individual to get married? Well, you know, to death do his part. So I said, yes, but would you want them to remarry? And they said, well, I was like, a lot of individuals say, you know, once we get married and if one of us dies, then we need to remain single for the rest of our life. Like, where does that come from? But it's this whole entire idea of this one and done. Like, once I get married, like, that's it. I'm not going to get married anymore. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this because I've already done this. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I, I in my sessions, I, I just ask why a lot. Why do you think that? Well, that's just the way it's supposed to be. Why? Who told you that? Where where did that stem from? Yeah, and why are you married to that? Because if we're talking about supposed tos, let's talk about you're supposed to stop at a red light. What happens if you don't? Chances are you could die. <laughs> you you can cause some 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 harm to yourself and others. So that's a supposed. You, you really situation. hit. You really hit that till death do us part thing. <laughs> you really hit that home. Yeah. Right. So like. <laughs> Let's, those are supposed to's, but like these other norms that we are holding this law, someone said it once and someone thought that this was what was supposed to happen. Shit, going, who said the bride is supposed to wear white on the wedding day? And why is it frowned upon if they decide to wear another color? And it's just things that, that exist and then you based your living and experiences around something, around an opinion of somebody uh, that somebody else stated. That's what that is. That's an opinion that someone else stated and multiple people agreed with it. And now that's that's in the wedding handbook or that's in the relation hand, relationship handbook. Like, oh, well, um, <laughs> well, whenever a man takes a woman out or whenever you take someone out on the date, you're, you're supposed to pay. That's another conversation for another day. But it's like, where does this supposed to notion come from? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not saying it's right. But like, where does it come from? And why are you married to it? Yeah, that that's that's interesting because um, from this article, it talks about, you know, mankind's or society's understanding of love uh, was penned in Plato's uh, Symposium. That's like 
385 <laughs> BCE, something like that. Yeah. And uh, the this is it's funny, but I, it's a joke, but it kind of goes back to what you're saying. Um, like, who tells you to do what? And um, talks about Plato wrote in Symposium uh, that humans once had four arms, four legs, and two faces. Um, he, he explained that Zeus split us in half as a punishment for our pride. And so we were destined to walk the earth searching for our other half. But I think pride has a lot to do with like a lot of these, these crazy beliefs. Like you're supposed to find a soulmate and yeah. marry him and, and love. Cause you know, you, you kind of building up your confidence, like, Oh, I'm doing what, you know, society tells me I should do. Mm-hmm. And so they I found my other. You, they also told you you should own slaves, but yeah, yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I found my other half, so yeah. now it's all hunky dory with soulmates, and we're gonna we're gonna live like Barack and Michelle. Oh, until recently, Will and Jada. <laughs> <laughs> and I ain't laughing at their relationship demise or whatever it is it entangles entanglement. I'm not laughing at it. (laughs) But I will say, but I will say, Brother Jay, like, I do think um, a lot of those uh, intricate details as far as like where chivalry came from or where um, values come from or where gender roles come from. Your gender roles come from. You know, I do think it's like made up bullshit sometimes. Most I do. I, I, most of the time, I think it's I think it's made up bullshit that we buy into, but it feeds our confidence and self esteem and pride, and then we got to go out and find the soulmate. And the person you find may or may not be your soulmate, or they might be your soulmate, but it's not the happily ever after. It's the it's the brother that got stabbed <laughs> by the OnlyFans person. Thanks, Kev. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just bringing it round. I'm just he's, bringing he's, it round the mountain, full circle. You know, what I'm saying it's like, ah, right, you 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 started with a swipe, and you end it <laughs> with a knife. You're on the road there, buddy. <laughs> hey, road. man, it happens, man. Do, do you do you do you do, do you think that there's a soulmate out there for uh, for a brother like myself to find and to love and to hold and to honor? I don't think I don't think it's I don't think it's your job to find it. Ah, okay. Hello. I don't think it's your job to find it, and that's where we 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 get into right. We change roles, or we try to be the creator, right? Out. Yes, you can write your own story, but like you can write your own story based on your lived experiences. You can't control the experience yet to be experienced. You can control how you show up in it. And you can control how you respond, but like you can't control who or where and when, why and how. We can't even control the existence of our souls being here, Brother Jay. You can barely control the thermostat in your house because there's so many factors and influences that will change even when you think you have the perfect setting. And so I think once we relinquish the control that's when we'll be able to collide paths with our soulmate. How long we're on those paths or how long we're at the site of collision with our soulmate, that's written in the stars. That's not for us to determine. 
But what I do know is that, like, once it's time to exit, it's time to exit. Because the longer you stay there. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> the more you start to unravel the work that took place at the site of the collision. Man, see, I think I'm a divest <laughs> soulmates, man. Just invest in sugar mamas. <laughs> sugar mamas. Is that sugar that? mamas, Is that... man. <laughs> okay. Oh man. So I, I guess uh hey man, if 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 Will and Jada was your relationship goals or Jay-Z and Ho. If, if they're soulmates and that's what you're looking for, Godspeed, upward and onward to you. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck. But I do believe in soulmates, Brother Jay, but I don't, I don't think that a soulmate means happily ever after marriage. I just don't. A soulmate I, is sent I, to help you find a solution to one of life's equations. That's it. That's it. And how to and how to maneuver and how to maneuver on Earth until we got to go back to where we came from. There it is. Yeah. From whence we will not return. That's it. Well, on that note, man, I guess we'll wrap out wrap up the show. I don't know if that's a positive note or a negative <laughs> note. It's a note, nevertheless. It's a note. <laughs> Ah, you've just witnessed another edition of the Game Recognized Game Podcast with RLJ and Kev. I'm KEV. That's RLJ. And we are the gentlemen advancing the melanin evolution. Where evolution is revolution. Until next time, for all you souls out there that's going to collide with another soul, be light. We'd like to have your souls back with us one more game in the near future. Later. Be like. <laughs> <laughs>